Well folks, the season is officially at a close, but episode 45 is just beginning. And uh, what a cracker we've got in store this week. Though maybe not as long as last week. Let's <laughs> uh, get the bumpers down for this one. Yeah, we do. Yeah. The bumper edition. Um, a wee bit to compact, cover though. Compact and concise. Just the way, the way it should be. But here That's we've already started, that's 30 seconds in, and we've not even told them what we're talking about, but people can guess. Uh, so season's finished, we've got the playoff finals weekend to talk over a bit what happened there. Uh, and then we've had our first uh, player, clan player related news, uh, releases in this case. A latest release, as they call it. Uh, <laughs> So we'll cover that and see where we get to by the end. Um, so, of course, playoff finals weekend this week. And we might as well spoil it for you in case you've been hiding somewhere. Uh, it was the Cardiff Devils that reigned supreme this year. So that's two in a row for them. Yeah, it, is. Um, it was a good game. We'll probably we'll touch on them anyway, but... Um... I think probably over the over the piece, I think Cardiff probably deserved something out of this season in terms of silverware. So, um, I think from that point of view, it was it was well deserved. Yeah, they did actually win it last year, didn't they? I didn't. I'm not just saying that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm down myself now, but yeah, they did. Yeah. Right, no, that's fine. Don't want to start start with an embarrassing, uh, embarrassing slip up there. As we, uh, as we normally tend to do. Yeah, exactly. So if, if they didn't win it, well, fair play to them for making us think they did. Um, so the first game on Saturday, we obviously had our predictions. You were right. I wasn't, so fair play to you. Uh, but first game was Belfast and Guildford, and it was a, a tight affair with Belfast just winning 2-1 in the end. Yeah, close game. Um I've not seen highlights of anything from it, so I don't really know too much about it. But other than the, um, I think Guildford to take the lead. Was that right? Yeah, the big man, yeah. big Ian Waters. <sighs> just a, just as well, wasn't it? Us? Yeah, Craig and Dunbar and, and Craig with the assists. <clears throat> yeah, so Guildford going one 0 up, and I think we're managing to hold out for. Uh, quite a considerable time in the game um, and then I think was it third period the Belfast scored twice yeah because right? yeah. Yeah, obviously the, the website is not working properly so yeah it was uh, I'll just I'll fill you in there but it was Jonathan Ferland who scored with about 10 minutes on the clock in the third assists from Higgins and Shields and then the go-to guy Pat Dwyer with five minutes to go, uh, and Kyle Bond and Smotherman with the assist, so that proved to be the winner in the end, and uh, in actual fact, both goalies won the man of the match, it was Fullerton who got the start for Guildford, and obviously Best Grawani for Belfast, but that just shows that it was quite a close game, um, certainly the, the first period Belfast outshot Guildford 11-6, uh, and then it was 5-6 in the second, and then 9-6 in the third. So fairly low in terms of the shots, 25-18, but that's kind of what you expect in these games, almost really tight. And they were clearly well matched, as we saw in the Challenge Cup final, that one only separated by a goal as well. Yeah, two kind of evenly matched teams. I think Belfast have got a wee bit more um, obviously they've got a bigger budget and uh, that allows to bring in a better calibre of players or uh, a, a bigger depth of squad maybe you could say but um, yeah just you know o- overall I think it's, it's, it was deserved I think that the Belfast uh, get through the final I think yeah, I mean, I think they just just about had enough uh, on the day there. And then, of course, a, a great season as well. I think they would have been disappointed not to, to get through to that last game. But overall, really, a, a good 
a good season for Guildford, as we've said, and they were, I guess, a goal away from, from getting through themselves. Mm-hmm. Notice yeah, as well. exactly. So it was, wasn't, wasn't too much in it. Um, and, you know, it's just spoke about the way that, that Paul Dixon sets up his, his team and they, they tend to play really well against, um, well, against anybody really on, on their day there. Uh, they were definitely right up there, you know. And I think they did well as well, keeping hold um, of you know the, the sort of big name players that they that they had uh, that had done really well last season as well, and and kind of built on that. And hopefully um, we can do something similar uh, yep. next year. Yeah, and it will be it will be key for them to see who they can keep a hold of because they're a tried and tested bunch. I suppose you could say. Um, yeah. Only one penalty as well in the game, so it was fairly clean. Um, not much called, unlike what I've seen of the final. Um, there was a bit more, but that to come. Um, second semi then on Saturday was Cardiff and Nottingham. And I think it was fair to say this one wasn't tight at all. Uh, <laughs> The only thing really that, that was close, I think, were the, the shot counts, but um, I don't think there were very many happy Panthers fans after this one. Uh, a 9-4 win for Cardiff. Imagine scoring 9 in the in a game that's not the third, fourth place. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking that, yeah. But yeah, they, they absolutely they hammered Nottingham and it just seems as though, from all accounts, Nottingham just didn't show up at all. Yeah, it's a shame because obviously be, Nottingham on their day as well can be can be really good and, and can match up with, with teams like that. But um, you know this Cardiff's sort of bread and butter. This uh, you know they've they've done really well again over the over the season as a whole and <clears throat> narrowly missing out in the league. So I think you know Andrew Lord will have had his team right up for it. Um, so I'm narrowly missing out on that, and uh, you know, making sure that they that they made it into the into the final. Um, you know, you, the guys that they've brought in as well this season uh, have done really well. I think uh, Charles Longley got four goals, I think, in that game. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I mean that's that's just huge for yeah for any sort of playoff game, but um, you know, in a, a one off game like that to to score nine. Uh, it's just quite incredible actually yeah um, as you say it was a bit incredible and actually Patrick Munson only lasted two periods but just in summary really Cardiff came out flying 4-0 up after the first period um, and then two goals from Nottingham near the start of the second kind of I guess gave them a wee bit of, of life but uh, two quick fire again from Cardiff made it six two. Then shortly after, uh, Nottingham pulled it back to six three. But that was as close as they got. Um, seven three with seven minutes to go in the second, and then eight three with with a minute left in that period. Um, and you know maybe if you're going in with a period left at Six three three goals down. It's it's not great, but it's probably doable. But um, five goals down, I think, and the change in netminder showed really what what the the coach thought of that performance. And of course, it it was made worse near the start of the third. Within six minutes, they'd scored. Uh, well, in fact, within two minutes, they made it nine three, and then Nottingham got the. What, what you could only describe as a shiter of a consolation <laughs> uh, six minutes into that period to, to end the scoring so 9-4 but um, they put Munson on as a forward at that point yeah. to, get to, to get to that stage of the playoff I know it's not a long playoffs but and then to put in that kind of performance is disappointing albeit Cardiff obviously fired up but you can't be you can't be conceding that many goals and in, in, in a game like that, no, no, definitely not. Um, I don't think it'll be a, a stretch of the imagination to to assume that um, that's probably the last we'll, I've seen Patrick Munson at uh, at Nottingham. Um, 
could be wrong, but I doubt it very much. Uh, but again, it just it just highlights the the class that Cardiff had and uh, that shone through the the full team. Um, you can't have an off day against these guys, and they'll just rip you to shreds. And that's clearly what's happened. Yeah, um, two two power play goals in that first period. We know they've got a good power play. Um, and yeah, as you say, long way before, uh, but scoring all down the lineup as well. And uh, I think, as you say, Munson had been going into that game in fairly good form. Uh, you obviously got the shutout against us, and with Garnet as uh, you know the other contender, I think you you know that he had to have been playing well to keep him. Out of the lineup, and they went with Munson, and it's not necessarily. There's a lot of goals there that that he he couldn't have really done much about, but just yeah. from a mental point of view, you you don't like to be conceding eight. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things as well. If you, if you do have a, a sad goalie tandem like that, it can be difficult, especially if it if it comes down to that stage in the season. Um, you're having to pick between the two of them. Um, it's it's a difficult decision, but um, probably on on previous form uh, of late, I suppose you would you probably would have went with Munson anyway. So uh, can't really have too many complaints. Just having off day. Yeah, and like you say, with the tandem, it, it can be difficult. Obviously, Guilford do the same thing. They had Fullerton got the nod. Um, in the semi-final and then I think Kirozi went in for the third, fourth so um, you've just got to pick the, the goalie that you think is in the best form or indeed best suited for uh, that opposition you know if yeah like I think when, when we played them obviously Fullerton's just got our number so he, he tends to play against us but then other games maybe Kirozi will start so yeah I think that was probably the right decision as well uh, to go with Fullerton there. Um, I'm actually start. I'm starting to wonder whether whether we were sort of underrating uh, Fullerton when when he was at Clan, perhaps. Yeah, well, Although I do I do remember a, a few times there was a lot of, there was a lot of pucks being spilled out in front of the net. And, yeah, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really give give your team confidence, but. Um, you know the, the stats kind of speak for themselves. I think he had a was it a point nine two nine save percentage when he was here. Was it? Yeah, S- o- something like that. But yeah, over um, certainly over a few games anyway. You know, it wasn't just one or two. Um, yeah, I think he played half the season because yeah. his Chris Holt was out. Yeah, and of course he was just that was his first time in the league as well. So there is that small window where goalies have to adapt to the different size of ice and things like that, but. I mean, he's now got to the point where I think a lot of teams would would be happy to have him. Um, yeah. You know, he had a good good season last year for Dundee, and then previously Edinburgh, and that's behind defenses that maybe aren't aren't quite as good. So, um, you know, it it's yeah, it's a difficult one. He he didn't he didn't look great at times for us, but maybe just the expectations were were a lot higher. Um, Chris Holt was doing fairly well, um, and then it wasn't that wasn't too long after Kyle Jones etc. So you maybe the expectations there were for more, and now we see what we had now that it's gone kind of thing. But mm, bit uh, of a difficult one. classic. Yeah. So uh, that set up a a huge before we get to the final, obviously third fourth place game as we've said before everyone loves to play it um, and it was Nottingham against Guildford and well Nottingham won the big one they got it finally in the end 9-5 uh, high high scoring high shots count um, but I mean I don't think there's ever going to be any footage released of these games not that not that I would really class them as highlights but um Fourteen goals, which is 
just one more than Nottingham had in their actual <laughs> meaningful game. So, fairly disappointing that they, they couldn't score nine the previous day. What a semi-final that would have been. Nine, <laughs> nine, nine, each. nine each in overtime. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, we don't, we don't need to talk too much about this. It's uh, no. a completely meaningless game. Uh, everybody's just uh, on the wind down, um, you know. On the drawings. wind? On the wind down? On the wind? <laughs> Aye, maybe they were. Maybe they were on the wind. Yeah, I might well actually get 40 minutes there. Uh, M- <laughs> Munson got 20. Didn't concede a goal. Didn't concede. Didn't concede a goal, Munson. So, um, saying that, Carozzi conceded. Carozzi yeah. conceded four, four in the first period. So he he obviously had a good night previously, but uh, yeah. Munson would be an early bed for Munson after the <laughs> after the, <laughs> after the disaster. Um, they went for him. But yeah, like you say, it's not. Not even we've given it too much airtime already. Uh, no, more of a jokey sense than yeah, exactly than anything else. So, so the the final was between Belfast and Cardiff, and uh, I've not. I'll be honest, I've not seen all of it yet. I think have you seen? Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I watched the um, watched the whole game. But what I have seen, a real a real cracker in terms of quality, it had. Had a lot of different elements from, you know, it was quite physical, good goaltending uh, and some good skill and stuff. Um, but yeah, a real cracker and Cardiff in the end getting revenge, you could say, for the, the league defeat winning 2-1 with um, a, a fairly fairly late goal in the third, not really, but uh, eight minutes to go. Um, but yeah, what, what did you think of the game overall? Uh, I think overall, I, I thought Belfast were the better team, and um, you know, if it if it wasn't for Ben Bounds, then I think Belfast would probably have won it. Um, you know, they, for me, they just they they seem to dominate um, the majority of the game. Cardiff had their had their moments as they as they often will, but um, you know, it was a sad, a close sad tight physical game um, it was end to end at times as well um, and you know like Bounds and Beskarowani both were on top of their game and it just it didn't feel like a, the goal was ever going to come um, but I think you know when when was it that it hadn't scored was it the first uh, it? Six, 16 minutes into the first period yeah no, okay um, so you know but Kind of before that had been there'd been a lot of shots um, from from both teams and you know some some really cracking saves as well. But um, you know I think the the goal for for Hedden's goal I think it was a a pass just kind of through the middle and I don't really know if if uh, Belfast was uh, changing lines or something like that at that point. But um, Hedden just poked it through I think kind of in front of in front of Beskarwani he got something on it but just wasn't enough to keep it out um, so you know maybe maybe a wee bit unlucky I think I was against the runner play at that point as well um, yeah I don't know it was, a, it was a difficult one and then obviously Kevin Rain gets uh, gets a go and, and brings it back level for, for Belfast and I genuinely thought at that point that Belfast were going to go on and win it yeah, that was that was ten minutes into the third period, so all square with ten left, and then Fournier's goal was twelve twenty seven into the third. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just that it would be that it would be Fournier to get to get the goal as well. Um, just after the after the season he's had, it's been incredible. Yeah, I believe he was elite league defenseman of the year. Is that yeah, right? I think that's um, which is obviously you know no surprise struggle, really. Struggling to argue. Yeah, a, a huge a huge point return, and also I think is um, does a lot of work defensively as well. He's he's really 
a good good all round player for them and as you say for him to get the winner I think was quite fitting um, a few penalties in the game the one thing I also saw was the hit on Darcy Murphy yeah uh, what did you what did you think of that I don't know I'd probably need to go and look at it again I, I thought at the time it looked like a clean hit um, just a wee bit unfortunate for, for Murphy that he's that he's came off worse than that um, scenario. I don't think it was there was any malice in it. Um, was it was it Shitzel that? Shitzel, yeah. Aye, I am. We Shitzel man. Aye, I am there. That's that's certainly what um, Blair Blair Riley and Keith were calling him. It was hilarious that they had. <laughs> I'd seen up to this point basically, and obviously you've seen that the the referees were had the the microphones on, and they just didn't they didn't turn them off for that whole thing, so you'd you heard every expletive under the sun from <laughs> from Riley and Keith until they decided they needed to turn them off, and they weren't happy about it at all. But there was no no call I think on the play at the time. Um, and you could see Belfast were quite wound up about it, um, and you yeah, know maybe yeah. they, maybe they used that as motivation. But yeah, from what I'd seen, they they did they did certainly play well. But Cardiff doing what they do and Bounds really was the standout um, in that in that game. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was. There was one save in particular I seem to remember and uh, just Aaron Murphy's commentary on it was was absolutely classic. Um, just uh, bounce going sort of post to post and just uh, grabbing one out there. Um, I think it was a shot from Smitherman, I think, but I think he'd kind of almost kind of skated away, celebrating yeah. a bit. Um, wasn't to be, it was an incredible save from Bounce, but he was just he was doing that pretty much the, over the, the whole game, so um, you know that's what happens when you've got when you've got a top goalie um, behind you. So maybe, obviously, with the, the GB stuff coming up, maybe Peter also have a wee word to him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I think he's certainly demand uh, a, a fairly high wage. Yeah, um, but I mean, a guy in form like that, you you're almost surprised when Belfast do find the goal um, yeah. but they did um, so given that you know 2-1 two, two in the end another really close one and I think people who will have watched that maybe for the first time or neutrals uh, it was a really enjoyable one and quite a good advert I would say yeah agreed uh, it, was a, it was a top game um, you know two best teams over the over the season going at it and uh, really closely fought end to end game so no I had I had everything. It certainly literally did. literally everything. It certainly did. Um other than other than maybe fourteen goals that the third and fourth playoff had <laughs> promised, uh it, yeah, I would agree I had everything. Um and then of course you had a few players from all accounts in that Belfast team who were retiring after it, so that's more motivation as well. Um, you, you tend to find that happens every year, really, the playoff final. There's one or two guys in the teams that's would be their last professional game. Um, Dustin Johnner it was for Belfast, and I suspect they maybe got one or two more that haven't announced it yet. But it would have been a... A great way to go out, and I always just think a game like that is so disappointing that we've not got at least some sort of best of three series. But again, I think that's yeah, that's dreaming at this stage. Uh, as good as it would be, you know, with the Stanley Cup starting and stuff, it just it makes you want that longer series, but not to be. No, nah, no, you do, but you you do miss it. Um, you know, once it's gone, and obviously, well, the the playoff final weekend is. Uh, obviously, a, a big money maker for the league. Um, it definitely would be. It would be good to have. Um, you know, a, even just a best of three uh, series over the the semi finals and the in the final. 
as well. Even if you wanted to have, if you wanted to have the uh, the uh, third game in the final, if it came down to that, uh, and sort of make that a, a big event down in Nottingham, maybe. Yeah, that would be an idea. But um, I don't, know, I don't know. It's obviously it suits teams better than others, but. Um, it's just not gonna. It's not gonna work out really just now. Oh, no. Well, so that's obviously the the curtain down on the the on ice activity for this season. Um, but from a, a clan point of view, uh, there was some news announced before that weekend, and it was that uh, four players, or certainly four that we know of right now, will not be returning next season and they were uh, Joel Rumpel, Michael Goodwild, Vaclav Stupka and Zach Sullivan. Now of course we did our our ratings and things last last time out um, and it's fair to say that some of them would fit into what we'd said and some not so much. Um, I think probably the biggest biggest controversy if you want to call it that was a uh, silly not coming back yeah definitely I would, <coughs> I would tend to agree with that that one as well um, I definitely came as a as a shock um, but you know obviously and I don't we've not even discussed this but obviously Pete Russell's uh, returning for next season as well so um, hopefully yeah, back, of course, yeah. back continuity there and yeah, we totally skipped that news there. We just went straight for the negative. <laughs> so, yes, apologies, apologies for missing that one. It's all right, but we're just just keeping the people in. Yeah. In the okay, right. Let's quickly touch on that then. Let's uh, <laughs> shake up the shake up the, the schedule a wee bit. Uh, so ignore what we just said and some great news. Obviously, Pete Russell's back for next year. First signing. Definitely. Um... I don't think it came too much of that as a as, as a surprise in the end, but um, you know, obviously there, there were rumours about um, you know his family lived down south and whether he'd be better suited to a job that was uh, closer to home. But um, you know, I think he's just potentially just starting something here. So uh, you know, obviously there's a big a big recruitment uh, to happen this summer, but. Um, I think if you sort of look at the at the model that, that the bigger teams are doing, um, and the league is is keeping that sort of core group of guys, and then looking to improve uh, around that, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully Pete Russell can do that and get um, you know guys into to fill in those positions. I trust they will have obviously guys in mind when he's thinking about. Uh, you know, releasing four players, um, or sorry, not not resigning them for next season, but um, definitely a definitely a good appointment. Um, you know, just thinking like this time last year, we were kind of a wee, a wee bit unsure about uh, his appointment, and um, you know, just I felt that it lacked. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, what did it lack? Tell us all. <laughs> it just lacked a bit of creativity. I thought it was just uh, yeah. It seemed know, it seemed like, like an easy appointment. Do you think? Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. It was just kind of like, this guy's Scottish and he's you know GB coach and uh, managed Milk Keen, so he knows the league kind of thing. I just thought it was kind of one of them, but um, but he's he's proved the majority of fans wrong. I would say. Yeah, and I think the continuity is a massive thing. Um, and now he's familiar with what works and what doesn't in terms of the club and other things. You know, and uh, in a way, obviously this news coming out is disappointing from some some points of view, but uh, it's good to see he's identifying where we can get better. That's the way you've got to really look at it. Um, yeah. And... I think he'll uh, he'll come in, hopefully as an even even better coach next next season. Um, 
I think it's good that he's he's got contractual things sorted before GB and he probably wanted that so that he could focus properly on that. He knows what's happening next season, um, etc. So yeah, I think it's good and hopefully we can we can do even better next year under him. Um Yeah, definitely. Um and you know, just sat on the on the four guys that uh, it was announced that they wouldn't be wouldn't be coming back. I'm not sort of, I'm not overly disappointed by by any of them, I don't think. No. No, I would agree. Um Sully I think just because he's been here for a few years. Um yeah. I think he's the second longest serving player now behind or was behind Haywood. Um yeah. but you know, if he's looking for a position to upgrade then yeah, I did like Sully. And I, I thought I actually did think, as we'd said, that he had he had improved. Some people had said that they, they thought he'd get worse. I disagree. I thought I thought he he had improved over his time, but if you're looking for, for a an upgrade that is a Brit, then uh, he's potentially one of those positions. Yeah, I agreed. Um I thought um you know, Sully when he first came in actually was was pretty good I have to say. Um I feel like he was better this season. I don't know if you would sort of compare the two. Obviously the the standard of the league's getting better every year and uh, it's maybe a it's maybe an unfair comparison, but um he he you know, definitely gives hundred percent every time he's there. Um obviously we, everybody knows about last season and um I feel like the season before that wasn't particularly great then either, but um, definitely saw an improvement this year. So it's so we better how you buy a shock that he's not coming back. But um, you know if that's again just uh, as a whole, I think we'd probably look to improve uh, the defense for next season. So um, obviously it's up to to Peter Russell now to do that, get that sorted. Yep, and I guess there's probably every chance that he might appear in one of the other teams in the league. Um, probably yeah. down south, which is where he's from originally, obviously. So we'll see where that goes. But um, good luck to him, because I think uh, he's he's certainly been a good servant for us. Yeah, absolutely. All the best, Sally. <laughs> see you after we, man. Um, next, I'm trying to do these in order of controversy, I guess. Um, and it would probably be Stupka, um, a, a really good good impact at the start, uh, and then his form I suppose really followed what the team did, uh, a bit of a dip and then picking up again, and uh, not so good towards the end of the season. I think his, you know, notable attribute was obviously his speed, um, but yeah. we both said, well, I think we said last week that we didn't quite think he fitted into that line with Pitt and Becca. Um, not that, that they're obviously perfect, of course not, but um, just the chemistry didn't always quite seem to be be there. He went through spells of, of looking really good and scored some good goals, you know, as, as quick a player as, as you'll see, but I don't think the quality was quite as good on the puck um, and maybe that's that's what he's looking for um, we probably pushed the boat out a bit in terms of budget as well because uh, other teams were maybe looking so again an area for upgrade yeah agreed obviously he came in in that sort of interim basis and tried to get a deal out of that and you know during, during that time he was uh he was really good. He came in and uh, pretty much just straight away started scoring points and, and contributing to the team. Uh, you know, at, at that point as well, you were probably thinking, right, we need to we need to get this guy locked in. Um, so that's that's maybe came into it a wee bit as well. Um, you know, in terms of uh, contract for for the remainder of the season and and uh, how much money we were kind of going to be paying him obviously he was playing on, on that top line as well so he'd probably have, have been on good money so uh, but yeah I agree um, 
as well. His his best asset was his speed, and uh, you know he's definitely, I think the, the quickest player that that I've seen at Brayhead, um by far, I would say. Uh, but you know, it's obviously not all about that, and yeah, it's his passing kind of let him down sometimes, and uh, obviously he's he's a goal scoring. Uh, touch that he had at the start so I fell by the wayside a wee bit um, so you know it's, it's kind of finding that consistency as well so um, but you know uh, Liam Reddix is available well exactly yeah <laughs> I think uh, I think he's a huge upgrade yeah aye, definitely but yeah we, just just maybe lacking lacking a bit in the quality and uh I think again, you know, will we see him in the league? Not sure, potentially. Um, but I would say probably not. Uh, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, next up, we had a goaltending, and it was Joel Rumpel that f- was next to face the axe. Controversial. Uh, and uh, you're, you mean in terms of my controversy order? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've. <laughs> I've made a bit of a mess of that one again. A few slip ups in this podcast. Um, so third, so, so we're only human. Well, yeah. Um, let's let's go with it anyway. Um, so Joel Rumpel, I think probably now the majority of fans would see that the, the goaltending was an area that we could look to improve. Uh, and, and towards the end of the season, I think it really it really became apparent. Um, and obviously, Pete Russell feels the same way. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a shame to be honest, because he, he's got that kind of size that you want in a in a goalie. But um, yeah, just it was just the inconsistency. Again, he's kind of and again didn't didn't really play a full season. Uh, prior to coming here so it was maybe a lot for him to uh, to play every to play every game especially if you're playing uh, sometimes three games of in three days or whatever uh, you know because that, that's a lot of, a lot of concentration is required and um, you know I don't seem to remember uh, looking at his stats that he's ever had that uh, sort of thing before so um don't really know what kind of what kind of effect that would have either, but um, you know over over the course of the season, uh, played fifty nine games and well a point nine save percentage, so right on that right on that border, you would say that you that most goaltenders would kind of want uh, over the course of the season. Yeah, the only problem is that the better ones are above that. Um, yeah. And it and it just makes that difference at the big big moments. Um, but uh, no, I, I think I expect he'll probably return to to North America. But I think, as we've said, um, no point in repeating that again. But we just seem to struggle with that goaltending position, whereas teams like Fife um, seem to just hit the nail on the head every season. So whatever's going on there. Uh, I think it needs to needs to really be sorted, and hopefully we can get somebody in that's that's going to produce performances every week that you think you know he can really win his games. Um, yeah, some somebody like imagine. Well, exactly. Um, and can I just say that it's funny that the picture used by Clan when they tweeted that announcement uh, was actually Rumpel spilling a shot. Uh, and the state of those um, the post and the bar on the goal nets at Brayhead and the net is the looks net about 100 is... years old it's manky it's uh, just get that sorted paint and get a new set of nets in for god's sake uh, I, d- I remember they did it uh, for the start of uh, last season so would right. that have been 16, 17? Right. But look at it now. I mean, it's... Yeah. Get a new no, net. A new net and a new netminder. Yeah, exactly. Buy one, get one free or something. Sort it out. Change it all. Yeah. 
yeah, so um, of course that that remains to be seen who we're going to bring in there, and uh, the final final guy out the four, so least controversial, technically, the way I've done it, but maybe not, um, is Mikael Gutwald, and uh, he he's been released after two seasons with us. Yep. Um, obviously, the first. The first season that uh, he sat, came in a wee bit later. Um, I seem to remember. Uh, and into uh, an, an ailing team at that time, and he kind of immediately came in and, and stood out uh, in that in that defence. Um, but you know, this season in, in comparison, he, he wasn't standing out in the same way, and um, you know. I, a couple of errors here and there, but not nothing too major. Uh, you know, overall, it was just a, a steady D man. But I guess you're maybe you're maybe looking for, you know, for the for the physicality that that he had. Goodwill, I don't think he used it to um, to his best ability um, for for this season, uh, and that's maybe an area that that Pete Russell's looked at and thought he could. You could perhaps get an upgrade there, you know, somebody that's gonna that's gonna play the body a lot more and uh well is is still comfortable on the puck kind of thing. Yeah, it's a good point actually. And I think that the main thing to really retain about this is that from all accounts and uh, what we think that these guys are being released with the view to obviously make the team better but for potentially the same money or whatever we think we can improve, so it's it's positive at some level, uh, even though there's guys that obviously some fans quite like having to be released. Um, but I, I suspect that there will definitely be more, um, and how how that news comes out, I'm not sure. But uh, you know, it's it's part and parcel of it, and quite like in a way that they've, they're getting that out early and kind of hitting you with a quadruple quadruple threat attack <laughs> quadruple bypass yeah so I mean as, as I said I, I suspect that there'll be more but um, over the coming weeks we'll, we'll handle that and who we think will be coming in you know we, we don't have any idea now Um Maybe we'll get Helis in to replace Stupka. Who knows? <laughs> it would have been interesting to see how the team would have been if Helis was was there for the full season. Um, yeah, or he could, could, could bring back, seeing as this is episode 45, could bring back clans only ever number 45. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could, we could do that, yeah. When I tell you right now that you will not get him. Nah, I don't know who it is. It's uh, none other than Scottish D-man, Michael Mackay. Right, I don't know who that is. Season 2. He had 11 appearances for the club. Really? Yeah. No. I don't I don't remember him at all, I have to say. No. But I'm just um, <laughs> taking elite prospects one for it. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think the plan going forward with this is we'll... we'll Try and record every so often and handle the incoming and outgoing news from the clan uh, as we get it, um, with with added speculation, of course. It doesn't like it, but as and as and when it arrives, and we make it up. <laughs> well, we definitely do that. Yeah. Um, most of the time on here, anyway. Well, exactly. Um, no, hit you with straight facts. Straight up facts, just like your prediction of Cardiff to win. That was a straight up fact, so well played. Cheers. Um, elsewhere in the league, then that the, there's a, a a wee bit a wee bit of player movement uh, that we hadn't covered before. Um, I think uh, probably the main one, well, in terms of signing that I've seen is that Manchester have got Matt Jin back. Um, as we know, the the best goalie in the league, yeah, 
most teams would be looking to, to sign him. And for Manchester, <laughs> Manchester, actually, no, nah, he's, he's not, he's definitely not a bad goalie, but Manchester will, will be pleased that, that he's back. Um, maybe one of the highlights for them in an otherwise disappointing season. I can just, I just had an image of them just paying completely over the odds just to get them back in. <laughs> yeah. First signing of the off-season for, for any team, I think. Yeah, they've, they've just blown the, the budget, the wage budget that they did pay for Moffat <laughs> and Dane Byers who've retired. They've given it all to Jin. Well, a, a point nine zero nine save percentage over the course of the season for yeah. Manchin. Yeah. So, I see, I mean, yeah. I see what Finnerty was saying there. He's obviously bigging up the player, but he statistically was not the best goal in the league and he played on a team that did not qualify for the playoffs so um, as good as he might have been you know we'll maybe see if he is the best goal in the league next season but he, he wasn't this year <laughs> no we've got all, all the stats to back that up so yeah you know come come at us for now yeah maybe he's listening not come at <laughs> So we've, we've also got, I just touched on it there, but Moffat and Dane Byers retiring from Manchester. So uh, two quite big players missing for them. Jonas uh, Westerling retired from Sheffield. Uh, and Dustin Joner, I think we mentioned earlier, from Belfast is the other confirmed retiree. Um, so there's some good, good players there um, that their teams will, will miss. Um, I wonder if, if we'll have any of those. I hope not, but um, you know, just a, a couple of good good seasons for Luke Moffat. Um, I feel like he made more of an impact last season than they did this year, but um, you know, he's still right up there, still uh, sixty plus points um, for Manchester both seasons. So that's that's going to be a big miss and. And obviously we, we know the, the type of character that Dane Byers is, so um but I've got no doubt that finally he'll find somebody else somebody equally as annoying to come in and <laughs> and uh, fill in that role. Yeah. Uh, the Westerling one was a bit I guess kinda out of left field, but I did hear a rumour. Actually I didn't hear a rumour, but I did see it that uh, Jonas Westling is potentially going to Hull Pirates. Right. Which is, which okay. would be a, a strange uh, downgrade, but yeah. Uh, so I can't really see that happening. But yeah, uh, well, I think is is it Jason Hewitt that's the coach there, and maybe he played. Did he play with Westerling the year yeah, before? Yeah. And maybe there's a bit of a connection there, but um, unless uh, unless the old Pirates are thinking about joining the elite league, then to be fair, he actually does look a bit like a pirate. Yeah, well, he's got that one leg, didn't he? Yeah, one leg, a parrot, and some Eye patch. fairly long hair, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, these, I suspect we might have one or two retiring players, but we'll see. Um, but of course, you know, these guys aren't going to sign with other teams unless maybe they're, they're missing it a bit too much, but I suspect... I suspect not. Um, will, is there any other players that I've missed in the player news? Uh, I didn't in terms of really in terms get the of chance re-signing. re-signing stuff. I didn't really get the chance to to research that much about it. I did see the Gen one, obviously, but there's maybe more I missed. Right. There's just that. Well, there's, there's a couple of other ones, um, both for Coventry. So um, oh, of course, right. Forwards Alex Forbes and. Goaltender Jordan Headley, um, both returning for next year, so don't need to talk too much more about that. But it's just uh, actually as well. So were Venus Ferrara and Clements, I think, for Coventry. <laughs> so they they've gone got all their Brits back. Yeah, certainly what it looks like. So um, mm. fair enough. Normally we are we do that though. Maybe announce the Brits back. Um, the Brits are back, so we'll see. See how that goes, but um, get the Brits out. Certainly, 
<laughs> save that for the political yeah. podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to do that soon. Um, True. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bit unusual for us to, to announce so many leaving at once. So maybe maybe we're we're doing things a bit differently, and we'll we'll sign the bits last. But who knows? Um, well, we kind of did that last year, didn't we? We kind of obviously announced uh, Pitt, uh, Fitzy, and Goodwill. Oh yeah, that's right. Actually, I'd forgotten that. So we so didn't. Go- we had was on was on a handsome salary, maybe. So had we not announced Sully Peacock, Gary Russell, etc., Haywood. I don't think point. so. It's interesting that. I'd forgotten about that. Fair enough. I might, I might be wrong, but right, I do well, seem to remember that was very early. Yeah, yeah, I remember the pit one. Pit was good news. Enjoyed that. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, as I said, I think every so often we'll try and keep updated with it based on what's what's the happenings across the league and at Clan, um, and just you know there'll be some some weeks that he all happens. So we'd just be talking. Nonsense as we always do, but uh, we'd really be scraping the barrel, so we'll see, see how it goes. Uh, but that would be that would be my thoughts on the plan. Yep. I'm just telling everybody about that on air, just because uh, they might want to know it, <laughs> and then they can decide that <laughs> ah, we won't listen until the season starts again. Fantastic. <laughs> A wise choice. Uh, so. Um, Move on just quickly then to to round us off sport wise. We had uh, a a fairly big weekend of Scottish Cup football, and uh, your boys your boys in the hoops were comfortable victors over Aberdeen on Sunday. So yesterday, and Hearts kind of the same over over Inverness on Saturday. So uh, a Hearts Celtic final. Yeah, um, both semi-finals seem to be a, a bit of a letdown in terms of, uh, you know, sort of close, sort of close contest. But um, obviously, I'm not complaining. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty easy for Celtic uh, yesterday. Obviously, playing against uh, ten men and then nine men for for most of the game uh, doesn't really doesn't really help your opponents but um, can't really take anything away from Celtic it was just a, a first class performance probably probably the best performance under Lennon I think since he's since he's taken over yeah and I think a lot of people had tipped that one to be a big test um, and I think just they they really started well and that set up their their game the the way they wanted a, a good goal really good from Forrest actually as well considering it was in his left foot um, yeah. and then as you say comfortable really from from there on in um, Christie with going off with that the nasty injury but I'm not not sure Lennon had said maybe they're hoping that he might be fit for the final so uh, we'll see um, and then but yeah as you say. And you playing against nine? How long were Aberdeen down to nine for? It was like the last twenty-five minutes or yeah. something. But, okay. Uh, obviously down to down to ten and inside the first half. So yes, it's, it's quite a long a long time ago. And I think Aberdeen maybe only had two shots in the full game as well. So it's you know you're not really going to do a lot of damage if if you can't keep eleven men on the pitch and also don't create any chances. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's fair to say it was surprisingly comfortable for Celtic, but uh, yeah. that's that's what you want, I guess. Um, in the in the Saturday game, Hearts, uh, although nil nil at half time, then scored three in the second half to to overcome Inverness. So, um, albeit they probably went in favourites, it uh, it wasn't something that you could. You could say for sure Hearts were going to get through, but um, in the end, a, a decent second half, and uh, I think they'll they'll be uh, awkward opposition for Celtic. But I really can't see anything other than a a fairly routine win, if I'm honest, in the final. Yeah, um, we'll probably talk more about it 
uh, further down the line. But um, I think Craig Levine had said today that he hopes that uh, Stephen Nesmith will be back for the final as well. So, um, you know, that, that can make it interesting uh, as well. I think, you know, that's a really good... Uh, a lot of the time, games against Celtic, they tend to keep it quite close and... Um, you know, I don't, I don't see the, the cup final being, being any different to that. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it'll be, a, it'll be a tough game, and obviously there's the, the, the treble, treble thing. That's, yeah. Uh, you know, could potentially be, be an issue. Um, but I, I don't, I don't really see it being an issue. I think that, uh, you know, the, the team are sort of well drilled and in these type of games now so um, yeah I don't know we'll see nearer the time but yeah. I'm pretty confident just now yeah and then of course um, just a couple of wins I think it is needed to to wrap up the league so um, that's a, a formality in my eyes um, not going to be a problem so it will really come down to that cup final for the, the treble trail and I, and I think they'll do it um, and then going to Next season as favourites for the quadruple treble. Uh, and then uh, who knows how many trebles will end up with. But uh, as you say, we'll, we'll, we'll see near the time what what actually does happen. Um, as well, I, I mentioned for the ongoing relegation battle that we're seeing uh, Partick Thistle take part in, you could say. Uh, they really are. They really are putting us through the, through the, the ringer. Um, can, can string a couple of wins together, um, and every time they get a decent result, like like they did there a point away at Ross County, um, everyone else around them's picking up wins. So uh, <laughs> now back. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Just laughing at the thought. Um, they are they are kind of unlucky at the moment, but um, not not really good enough. Um, now back down to the bottom there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Kev, but it's just I don't know. I was just finding it quite funny. But um, having been, you know, completely. <laughs> oh dear, I can't I can't edit this out. It's been a good laugh. Um, but they've really, <laughs> they've really been up and down between eighth and tenth the whole season. Um, at the some, moment, some would argue, some would argue that that's down, down or down. Yeah, well, exactly. But um, yeah, really struggling. I, I, I keep thinking, oh, they're going on a run here. They're getting out. They're finishing mid table, and then they they disappoint us. So uh, everybody else for a bit few, does the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A few crucial games left. Uh, so I mean, surely they, surely they can get out, but I think it'd be an absolute disaster if they went down. But uh, we'll see. And apologies to any party that's so fans there. I was laughing just at, just at the roller coaster ride. Let's say, um, but I think I've got myself together. I'm composed. I think it'd be weird now to see, to see any of these teams go down. Um, you know, just kind of given the set. The same names that they are. Obviously, this will be with Falkirk, Queen of the South, Morton, Alloa to an extent. Although Alloa have won four in a row now, so yeah. Uh, but you know they're still only three points out of the out of the relegation zone. Yeah. The Fermanagh, interestingly, are only three points ahead of them, and without a win in their last five games as well. So yeah, and that's that's why it is genuinely still all to play for from that that point of view. Um, yep. But as you say, there's some big names there that that could uh, could go down, and then obviously you've got our broth coming up. Um, Dick Campbell's our broth. Yeah, I know. Um, they figured that thing with a, a draw at the weekend, so uh, they're coming up. Um, but you've got like Wraith Rovers who, um, or you could say. Five Flyers equivalent, um, from up that way, but uh, you know they they'll expect to to challenge for that promotion 
through the playoff there. So yeah, still still a bit of shuffling about to do, but part of this we need to need to get the act together. Um, and I was going to say I'm sure they will, but I'm actually not sure. Although they do have that game in hand, but I believe it's at Air United. So yeah, uh, tough. Not exactly ideal, but we will see. Um, we can channel that uh, channel that in our um, T H I S T L E song. <laughs> if anyone's not seen that, then don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch it. It's a real shocker. A fan made, uh, a fan made video, wasn't it, a few years ago? Fan made catastrophe. Yeah, uh, a good wee tune, but not good. Not good for the club. But I, I am told that they did use it as, as music at Far Hill. Yeah. So that's a oh, bit well. pretty incredible. But I'm embarrassed by the amount of coverage this will have got here. That's a good five minutes. Um, Save that for the Party Crystal podcast. Which is coming up as well, straight after yep. the politics one. Yep. Um, it's but, got all covered. Yeah. But on the way I wanted to end was a, a non-sporting thing. Um, obviously in the early hours of this morning, the <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest TV shows in the world, I guess you could say, was aired for the first time. And no, I did not stay up and watch it. Uh, Game of Thrones is back and uh, I've not seen it yet have you seen it? I've not seen it right um, or I have seen it uh, they all die and it's a new oh no don't spoil it a brand new cast for we'll, season 8 we'll need to wait and see what's happening I just wanted to know if you'd seen it yet because I know you've been, you've been catching up so I I'm up to you, date you are up to date right so we'll to see date. Uh, obviously apart from the new one but yeah I've been trying to avoid any any spoilers because it it will hopefully yeah. be a good one hopefully it won't disappoint but um, I wasn't one of those people that was watching it at 2 2 a.m um, no so yeah but I'm sure plenty have and if you've listened to this podcast and been up at 2 watching Game of Thrones then fair play a wee round of applause for you, because that is that's dedication. True, that is. Um, I know some was somebody they got up, got up at half five this morning to watch it before going to work. Okay, that's yeah. Let's get into the realms of employment. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, new trailer for the Star Wars film. I I did see that that is out. Uh, I've not watched it. Was it? Is it just a teaser? No, it's like a proper. Is it a full proper right? What What was your? What would you give it out of ten? Well, the, in terms of your excitement. The name. Right. So, are you aware about the? What, is this what the, it's going to be? the the Skywalker thing? Aha! Uh-huh. So like the the rise of Skywalker uh-huh. yeah. or something. Like shape. Yeah, I'm. I'm not happy with that, and also, I wasn't. We've obviously debated about it, but I was not a fan of the last one. Uh, so the more Skywalker that's in this, the worse the worse it is in my eyes. So doesn't feature in the trailer. I don't want any rising from him at all. Uh, I went back to back to the goodness. Um, but was it was? Did you think? Oh, this is going to be decent from the trailer. Uh Aye, kinda. <laughs> I don't know. It's difficult. It just basically gives you one scene for half the trailer, right. and then yes, actually, the it's just you see Lando at one point, so that's quite cool. Right. Like original Lando, right? Lady th- Williams, but that is cool. Yeah, but the Star Wars trailers are always they're always deceptive. I think certainly the recent ones, because um, mm. you're gonna you're gonna load that up with the good shit. Um, and then maybe yeah. the film will slightly disappoint, but I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's sad. I don't think it had any kind of spoilers in it. Really, I think no, but another one I guess a full length one out nearer the time Christmas again. I'm guessing it's out. Aye, so, right. so December time. Yeah, that'll be on us before we know it. That's it. And then obviously we'll do our Star Wars Rise of Skywalker review podcast. Yep. 
that'll come obviously well after the uh, the Eurovision podcast as well, which is coming up. Of course. Um, where we'll Huge review night. every act, an hour long review of a, a preview of every act, and then a two hour long review. Could a live, a live Eurovision podcast? <laughs> if it went half <laughs> as well as the live podcast from the Milton Keynes clan game, then I'm not clan. even attempting to make it. Clan would still find a way to lose five now that night. Yeah, maybe Clan or, or the Eurovision entry this year. That's what Pete Russell's doing. It's not actually GB ice hockey, it's <laughs> GB Eurovision. Yeah. Can't imagine. Can't imagine what they would be saying. Yeah, we'll be skating away with win off points this time anyway, so. No. Um, right, I think that's um, that's all from episode 45. Unless uh, you've got any other secret trailers that I've not seen. No, not, not any other secret trailers. I just wanted to mention obviously about the um the clan fans down at uh, down in Nottingham as well with the with the excellent display that they had. Um I thought it was I thought it was really good. And, ah, of course, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and welcomed obviously by the majority of, of the league, which was which was good to see. Yeah, that was good. Um was that was it unfurled during the game or was it or during uh, one of the games? I don't really know, not, but I'm not too sure actually. But not uh, entirely sure. Yeah, obviously a message that we all all echo, um, and yeah, it was. I think that will start to get some recognition away from hockey as well, which is good. Yeah. Uh, potentially in the the politics world, and then we can review that in the politics podcast. But no, Indeed. genuinely not. In all seriousness, it was, it was good, good to see, and I think obviously the clan fans. I've not been down myself, but always do get a good reputation down there, so that's uh, that's nice. Nice to see that um, kind of thing. Also, sorry, just quite obviously that's like you know the the kind of fan forum as well that they had. I don't know if you'd seen it. This oh yeah, was was this the thing that it was supposed to be Gareth Chalmers, but Pete Russell was actually on it. <laughs> Yeah, Pete get tagged in the last minute. Right. Um, so they normally know. release the video of that, don't they? Aye. Well, I've not really, I've not seen anything from it or yeah. heard anything about it. But that would be worth watching. Although sometimes it's just kind of political nonsense, really. But hopefully, one or two decent bits out of it. And obviously, Omar Pasha is there, so definitely <laughs> worth watching. Indeed. Only to maybe have more than one political podcast. <laughs> yeah, to cover all of this stuff. That's it. Okay, so I think that's enough from us this time. Uh, but as I said, we'll we'll keep updated and see what happens with ice hockey and, and the likes throughout the off season. Indeed we will. Well, thanks for turning up everyone and we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you then.